0: Sounders, keep your shades anchored and where they belong during life's greatest feats. Head to soundergoods.com and use promo code KTTC to get 10% off and free shipping with any order. You're listening to the Keefe to the City Podcast. Here's Neil Keith. All right, so since that uh, disastrous 1 in 10 slide the Yankees had uh, in the middle towards the end of May, they've been on a roll now, uh, winning six in a row, 10 of 13. Uh, now they're still home on this sort of mini home stand and uh what we tried to do every home stand is uh talk to Vinny Milano, bald Vinny out on the right field bleacher creatures. Uh it hasn't worked out the last couple due to some scheduling conflicts, but he's back here today with a two uh two game series, a mini two game series against Washington. A chance to see Bryce Harper coming to the Bronx. Uh Vin joins me today. Vin, how's it going? I'm
1: doing good, Neil. Thanks again for having me on. I really appreciate uh getting to check in with Yankee fans here over a couple of weeks. It's uh it's certainly interesting so far. I think it's safe to say, streaky streaky Yankees is a, definitely a good way to put it. <laughs> uh, you almost never know what you're gonna expect from one day to the next certainly interesting
0: yeah and I was looking at the schedule earlier and sort of breaking it down as these streaks have happened and they started this season um, with that awful beginning three and six and then they went 18 and six over their next 24 and then one and ten and now 10 and three again and it seems like this season really could split it up into those four parts too great too awful uh, and right now riding that six game winning streak sweeping the angels at home and I heard on yes they said uh, during Sunday's game it was the first time Time. They've done that since 1995, and after you know, basically two decades of uh, having issues with the Angels, a lot of issues with the Mike Sosha Angels since really 2002 on. Uh, it feels good to, to get a sweep at the hands of the Angels, and not only that, but really dominate them for the entire weekend and scoring runs pretty easily.
1: Absolutely, when we t- when we showed up at the, the stadium, uh, you know, there's a, a bunch of us that kind of all check in at my t-shirt stand. Uh, there's faces I see every week, and at the beginning of every home stand, we always talk about, like, oh, what we're thinking about, what we expect, and, you know, we were kind of talk, chatting about the same thing. The streakiness, um, you know, dropping a bunch of games, winning a bunch of games, really riding high, and, you know, moving up in the power rankings, and then getting decimated, you know, by, by teams that you, you expect to, to beat. Um, you know, when we walked in, nobody really thought we were going to handle the Angels very well. Um, you know, especially coming off decent road trip, where we turned around the back end in Seattle, uh you know, we thought, well, you know, the Motorshop Lending with the Yankees beat the guys that were even not supposed to beat and lose to the teams that were supposed to beat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're not playing up to, to the way we're supposed to. So um nobody really had high expectations for that Angel series. It was certainly good to see uh, that first game notwithstanding. Uh, I know I follow you uh, on, on Twitter, and uh, I do enjoy reading your stuff in the DFA waiting list. Uh, I'm 100% behind that. Ezra Rogers, uh, you're next.
0: <laughs> well, you, we we mentioned how we try to do this every home homestand. I feel like we missed the last couple due to some scheduling yeah. issues, but really we haven't missed much because the Yankees really just haven't been home for the first two months of the season.
1: Right, yeah. They, thankfully, they've been on the road quite a bit. Uh, and not not for nothing, there really hasn't been a lot to talk about. You know, we, we've been catching it our our schedules. have been lining up with the good playing and, you know, we've had to uh, got lucky to avoid the dismal, oh my God, what the hell are they doing right now? Thankfully, that Oakland series we were both doing other things because my God what the hell is going
0: on out there yeah and I feel like uh, with this schedule and with the way it is you look towards the end of the season and those home games are stacked in August and September which will play to the Yankees advantage at that point in the season for the stretch run but for you you know having to be there and having to you know have bald Vinny's house to tease out every single day is it better to have those games stacked later in the year I know with you know you have kids who are going to be home for the summer soon so maybe it makes sense for the Yankees to be on the road for June July and August
1: well and and way it's kind of a blessing in disguise you know you, you do want them to be home uh in the summertime people are on vacation It brings out to work that's that's really what the bottom line is uh my kids go to camp so they're all there in camp during the day uh so I, I really don't mind that that too much but uh we do have a nice home stretch coming up this whole month it seems like we're home um you know we got these two against washington and then we're away quick and then we have a nice long homestand uh we come back into against, against miami and philly uh, um, that should be a real fun time and hopefully the Yankees are playing good ball because, you know, the home field advantage goes a really long way. You take advantage of playing at home, you get to sleep in your own bed, uh, players get refreshed, you drive your own car in, it gets much more relaxed to be on the road. So I hope they take advantage of that, uh, because it does line up in their favor towards the end. and and we'll see where it takes us. got to take good ball, you know.
0: I saw on Sunday uh, through social media and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram that you had that chance to do the, the meet and greet with the Yankees in that picture uh-huh. of you and you and A Rod, and you were in the forgive shirt. And uh, I saw that you had said that he he invited you for a coffee and thanked you for the support for the uh, for the shirt and for the season.
1: Yep, definitely. I mean, uh, first of all, I, I don't know for people who know what's going on. To, you know, people who follow me on Facebook are like, "You're so lucky!" It's not lucky. You know, you're a season ticket holder. This is one of the perks. That's why they they sell you these season ticket packages. You know, they get you get to do some cool stuff. If you have some kids, you can run the bases on select dates. Uh, you play catch in the outfield on select dates. So I mean, there are some perks to being a season ticket holder, and and photo day is one of them. Sponsored by Canon, uh, this is I think the fourth year that they've done it, and every year has been absolutely awesome. Uh, it's a priceless experience. The fans line up around the warning track. And the players come out and, you know, you take pictures Some are more willing to do, just do so than others. You know, uh, we've noticed over the couple of years, to share is not a fan of photo day at all. <laughs> That's he's not so, surprising. Not surprising at all, right? He's always been the first group of people. Um, and all he does is, like, kind of walk the warning track and they just wave. And he's like, oh, you want a photo day? you can going to get a photo of me. Uh, <laughs> and he's been like that every year. And in this year's group, I mean, Derek Jones was in there. Hedley was in there. Uh, a couple of coaches were in there. I don't know if they have other work to do or they just don't want to be bothered, but whatever. Um, so they go through and then, but then the guys that you really want to see take the time. You know, Gardner, Beltran, Dee all the pictures, the Kansas, Miller. Everybody comes through. Uh, they're all super, super cool. Everybody's taking selfies. Everybody's taking photos. Uh, my only goal was to meet Alex. Uh, of course I wanted a picture in the shirt. Uh, I've seen a bunch of other people because I saw that like half my crew came with <laughs> for gift shirts, which I thought was incredibly awesome. But uh, yeah, we waited for him as soon as he came. and uh, introduced myself. You know, he thanked me very much for the support. You know, I thought it was really cool. I so thought the shirt I gave was really cool. And we actually have a mutual friend. Um, and I mentioned that, you know, that you know, Alex is with for sort of, a couple of things. I'll send him through this this mutual friend. He's like, oh, you know, we'll just link up for some coffee and we'll just everything up there. And I was like, yeah, definitely, no problem. And then he walked away. And it I'm like, everybody else heard that, right? Like, that was, I didn't just make that up in my head. Like, that really just happened. <laughs> I, it was just crazy. Like, it was a surreal moment, you know? Like, he was, he's so deaf, he's super cool. And I've mentioned this before, you know, I had the opportunity, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, and that's kind of what turned me around on him. And I think, uh, he, yes, you know, he's playing that game right now where he's going to be the nicest guy in the world to everybody, but... I don't think anybody had one complaint about him on Sunday. It was a super fun day. Um, It was really, really good time. And if get a chance to join next year, definitely take the opportunity.
0: I feel like with with, with him and uh, you know just the perception around the league now and around baseball, and you see the the All Star votes, and obviously Kansas City has that huge campaign to try to get every single person on the Royals yeah. roster in the All Star game. But to see a Rod, you know, sitting there in third place, and granted, for DHs, he, he's way far down because of the ridiculous votes that Kendry Morales is getting. But the idea right. that he's in third place, you know, I, I I just figured that the hate would continue for him. But I feel like the way he's handled it and the it's the sort of change he's become as, you know, not only a player but a personality. Uh, I feel like the entire baseball world, not just the Yankees fans, have sort of started to come around on him and maybe they're accepting him more than they did, you know, especially last year, at least in years past.
1: I agree with that 100%. I think when it's all said and done uh, through some sort of second chance voting or some play ballot, somehow, some way or another, you're going to see Alex during All-Star Weekend, whether it's home run derby or something. He's going to be there in some sort of capacity. Uh, and I think it's just a testament to that. You know, He's going out there right now, and, and I read something that a scout said he's going out there and just playing like a kid. He doesn't care. He has no money involved. There's no pressing drama. There's no fight right now. He just goes out there and is playing ball and is having fun. And it shows in his numbers. And when you're out there having fun, you're more relaxed and, it, and it's fun. So when the press comes up to you and they want to talk to you, you're not making dumb quotes. You're not, you know, doing stupid things. Uh, everybody's having fun and everybody, you know, is happy about it. So I think it all plays into one. Uh, and I, I'm so, so, so happy to see it because I think he's an awesome guy. I think, like I said, uh, everybody serves their time. There, it goes much, much deeper than. Um, you know, the PED thing, the whole witch hunt, that, I mean, you go real deep on Aaron. On uh I just think it, it's nice to see that he's getting a little bit uh, in his favor.
0: Yeah, and you also mentioned there uh, Teixeira being the person that I feel feel like everyone would assume Mark Teixeira is on photo day, and you know for him being the one guy, a position player that might get voted in, uh, you know probably has the best chance because of the 17 home runs, the 45 RBIs, and we talked oh. before the season started. I think we both figured that at this point he'd you know be hovering around 200, probably a couple of DL stints by now. But he's been the guy, not necessarily the guy when he first became a Yankee, but almost that guy. And the average will will never be what it wants was, but at least the power's there, and at least the health is there for now, and uh, I guess I should probably knock on wood while I say that. Uh,
1: yeah, I was just going to say the same thing, but, like, you know, like, I, I don't want to look at the parts in the mouth. Uh, I absolutely love the production. There's, it looks great. He's playing hard. Uh, hasn't gone out with any of these little, quote-unquote, sissy things that have always come up in the past. You know, I, I strive the boss. Uh, it, everything's going well. Uh, again, don't want to chase it. Keep it up. I got you back for you. You know, again, he's one of those guys you always want to see succeed, um, just for so many different reasons. But it's great that he he's reinventing himself. Uh, Team Dope Boot, man, I am all. But by, by the end of the season, I might be boot.
0: <laughs> well, a few weeks ago, uh, during the most recent home stand, uh, Memorial Day weekend, I was out of town, so I didn't get a chance to go to the Sunday night baseball against the Rangers uh, for Bernie Williams Day and retiring number fifty-one. And going back to last year, you thought that you know in the future that might be the the only game of the season you went to, and fortunately that's not the case. But for them to have that game, you know, on, on Sunday night baseball, Memorial Day weekend, uh, it, it sucked, and it sucked the way they did it last year for Jeter Day to have it, uh, you know, the first Sunday in September to try to fill the stadium against the Royals yep. uh, on the same day as week one of NFL season. But uh, the Yankees do their thing to try to fill the stadium. I, I, you know, that Sunday night game for Bernie Williams Day, it was good to see the old faces back and everyone there and Bernie to finally get his day after being out of baseball for so long. And I know for you that that's your, you know, number one all-time Yankee. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I, I, that was just to revel in the moment. I mean, everybody gets mad about the Yankees. Sort of thing like, why did they do it? A holiday weekend. I mean, come on. You got, you're really doing it on a Sunday night. Uh, I, I get all that, but in the end, it was a night for Bernie, and man, that was, it was just awesome. Uh, you know, we have a, obviously, we're very close to Monument Park, uh, where Section 203 is, so when he was out there pregame, game um, before all the ceremony started, you know, we were making our noise out there, and, and Cowbell Milton, I know many, many of you guys follow him on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and if you don't, definitely check him out, Cowbell Man NYY, I believe this is tag, uh, he started ringing the bell, and Bernie looked up and started mocking the same thing, like giving us a shout-out, knowing that if we were his boys. You know, we're there to support him. It, this was our moment for him, uh, just as much as it was his. We, it, was, it was such a great night. Not to say whether or not I cried during the video, but it was, it was really a good time. Uh, and I was really happy for Bernie get his moment. And uh, we got to talk to Bernie a little bit during the NYPD uh, softball game, Boomer and Carton, the uh, following week uh, up at the stadium, which was also another awesome, awesome event. Um, so, yeah, Bernie, Bernie's doing real good these days.
0: And uh, Jeter making his appearance there, I know there was a lot of debate, would he show up and would he not, and I felt like he would only because, you know, they played with each other for Jeter's entire career, they sort of grew up together, Um, and and the fact that he was there for Jeter's thing, I feel like those guys are so connected that they sort of have to go to each other's thing unless there's something like a birth of a child or something.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely agree with that, you know, I I expected Derek to be there, uh, and I expected Derek to be there for Jorge's thing as well, so we'll see how we'll see how those what's coming up next pettits coming up next
0: yep yeah man, and then pisada yeah yeah and, and i feel yep. like you know I, that night i was a uh, sunday night you know no nothing to do the next day obviously out on the town and uh you know away for the weekend so i didn't have a chance to see um the introduction for jeter but his first time back at the stadium what was that like
1: he looked very well relaxed you know nice and comfortable no tie you know uh but of course he got he got a great ovation everybody loves the captain uh he that's that's gonna only be his his, uh, his ovation in New York I think, whether it's his first time back or his hundredth time back.
0: Yeah and I and you know coming into this week here uh this five game or you yeah, mini five game homestand with the day off in between the odd Monday off in between and now two against the Nationals and it's sort of odd because you look to the series you know you get the Tanaka Scherzer matchup on Tuesday uh Bryce Harper coming here the uh you know renowned Yankees fan who's now taking over baseball as the next face yeah. of the game and uh w- with the AL East being the way it is and Boston not being any good and the next subway series not coming for so long at Citi Field uh it just it's it's weird that these rivalries sort of aren't what they were. Whether it's with the Red Sox or the Orioles having a down year, and and you start to look at teams like the Nationals and see their young kids and them supposedly you know, favored to win the NL East and, and make a World Series appearance as the National League representative. Uh, when you look at the schedule now and you see Boston, how bad they've been, or Toronto, or Baltimore, uh, is it games like this where you sort of, you know, look to break up the monotony of the schedule and look to see stars that you don't get to see on a normal basis?
1: Well, from a baseball fan perspective, absolutely. You know, anytime you know, the, the, the beauty of the interleague play uh, is just doing just that. Uh, you look for these matchups and uh, you get the, ra- the rivalry is, By proximity you know the rivalry not with just the team, but it's usually with the fan base, right? You know, it's more the your team should have a rivalry with every other team, (laughs) regardless, (laughs) right? Because they're trying to win. So the the quote unquote rivalry aspect really comes with the fan base, and the fan base interacts through proximity. So you have the Red Sox, which are a four-hour drive. You have the Orioles, which are also a a four-hour drive. Uh, So you see those fans quite a bit because they play in your division and. It's, it's not uncommon for them to travel. Same thing with the Nationals. Obviously, they're right outside of Baltimore. Uh, but I expect to see a bunch of National fans coming up this week. Uh, it's only two games set, granted, but, and how often do you get a chance to, to see me at the a Stadium? So uh, at, you know, the real baseball fans are going to come up. Uh, for the same reason I'm excited to see Bryce Harper, they're going to be excited to see Monument Park and the a Museum. Museum. So in that aspect alone, it's cool. Um, does it help generate business around the stadium? Absolutely. You know, anything you bring in, anything that's unique, uh, anything that's new, like I said, we play the Red Sox on It's 19 times a <laughs> year, you know. That gets a little stale after a while. So, yeah, these new faces, new teams, um, you know, the interleague play, the matchups, uh, especially on the weekend series, you know, obviously you play a lot better. You get a lot more tourists. Uh, but you know we're hoping for a good few days here.
0: Yeah, and I feel like these these series that pop up from year to year, and uh going back to 2010 that summer, um, I remember it was the the first time Yankees Phillies had played since the World Series, and it was right. CC versus Halliday um, at a, on a weeknight game. And I actually I remember you had given me the tickets, and that you know that atmosphere at the stadium for a, for a team for an interleague matchup because of what had happened in the past sort of uh, you know sort of created its own rivalry, like you said, with the fans. And hopefully, you know, maybe that's something that comes from the national. Now, as they get better, and the Yankees continue to be the Yankees, but it's good to have something like that, and not always have to turn to something like Yankees Red Sox, especially when the teams right. aren't what they used to be.
1: Right, absolutely. I mean, you can never count on the rivalry. You know, Yankee fans will always hate Boston, so, no matter who's playing well or where anybody is. Yankees will always hate. Yankees fans will always hate Boston and Red Sox fans, and all that. So that that's never going to end. But yeah, the, the actual real baseball aspect of it, having a real rivalry. Of uh, you know getting one up you know or rematches of, of big games uh, World Series matchups and stuff like that that's really you know what you're looking for for these things so uh, yeah hope, hopefully it does spark a, a nice little rivalry I haven't been down to Washington yet and I miss this past one so I'm hoping it, that it, it stays and maybe uh, who knows maybe play outbound wherever something we meet in the future you know it would be super cool. <laughs>
0: Well, on Tuesday the Yankees get Max Scherzer, who uh, you know is coming in with a 185 ERA, which is just ridiculous. And somehow he has four losses with that ERA because of the Nationals' run support. Uh, but yep. I-, I feel like every Yankee series, whether it's this one, you know, two games against the Nationals, so they only get you know 40 percent of the rotation, and they get Scherzer. You know, the three You're games right. in of course. That's Seattle, the one, yeah. they get Felix Game One, and I feel like no matter mm-hmm. where they go, whether it's there or being in Oakland, and of course they can't miss Sonny Gray, and they just never right. seem to never seem to miss the the ace with the sub. To ERA, you know
1: that's that's what it is, though. But you have, you have to beat those guys to get to the show, so you might as well do it now. You know, I, I it keeps it interesting. Yeah, it does seem like like a crappy luck in the draw, but we beat the trap Seattle, so don't forget that. <laughs> you know, hopefully, these things go you know, play to everybody else's confidence as well. You know, yeah, we're facing some aces, uh, but we're not getting we're not getting smoked. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Every night's not uh, we're put up a fight. And I think uh, it's surprising. To most people, you know, we spoke. I, I always go back to our first conversation of the year, really, where we thought this team was going to be, or what we, what expectations we were really setting uh, for what we were going to see, like on a regular basis, on a regular night. Uh, and, and I think it's, I think it's safe to say that they are exceeding those expectations. There are some holes where you know we'd like to see improvement, but you know, going back to that national series, something clicking, Didi Gregorius, where he's hitting the ball well. Uh, since, like, a week and a half ago. It's not like I'm cringing every time he comes up. So it's little things like that where I am getting my expectations exceeded a little bit. I'm excited about what's on the field. I'm still at that point where I'm like, "Uh, what Yankees are we going to see tonight? Are we going to go get smoked this week? Or are we going to play good ball? So it's still a little too stinky for my taste. But uh,
0: uh, overall, I'm all right where we are right now.
1: Yeah, I, cannot, I feel- cannot be. We're in first place. I cannot be right. We're in right <laughs>
0: Well, I feel like we did, uh, you know, sort of see this being one of those years, like the last two years, where we had no idea what to expect before, uh, you know, our opening day podcast. And w- when they sort of went in that tailspin there, and that, you know, winning one out of eleven games to to finish up May and uh, just erasing their nine games above five hundred record that they had built, and it sort of reminded me of exactly what happened the last two years because in two thousand thirteen and fourteen they had they had pretty solid starts to the season, and after you know a month and a half, two months, they were uh, in the same spot, and then they. Went into a tailspin and never rebounded. So it's good right. to see them, you know, come out of that with a ten and three record and uh, get right. right back to things and be seven games over five hundred now and starting to make uh, some distance between themselves and the rest of the East besides the Rays. But you mentioned uh, Didi there, and for someone like you, who's I would say one of the more level-headed Yankees fans and who you know you see every game basically in person. Um, for you, you know, as a Didi watcher, I mean, what what are your thoughts on him? Because I feel like you're very. It takes a while for you to turn on someone and be negative about them?
1: I, I'm never going to be negative about a kid like that. He has. I, I said it the first time. I'll say it a million times. He has tremendous shoes to fill. He has a very, very hard job to do, and he could use all the support he can get. I know it's tough to watch. I, at the end of the day, right now, I'm just thinking maybe he's not one of those guys who can play in New York. He could have all the potential in the world. He can be the best at everything, but some some people just can't handle playing for the New York Yankees. We've seen it a million times with a million big names. I'm hoping that's not the case. Uh, you know, again, like I see, I see this turn around at the plate, um, especially over the last week and a half. And I'm hoping that's what's going to build confidence and translate. Uh, you know, on, on the other side of the bag, you know, defensively, because some of those misplays are, are really killing me. But what you really want to talk about the defensive disappointment is Headley. I mean, his this guy here, you know, errors are off the charts. Yeah, uh, you know, it was like twelve or thirteen already, uh, and all throwing errors.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, and, and that's that's the biggest surprise of the defense. I mean, I knew D was going to be a little tough, especially after starting so shakily. Uh, it's going to take a long time for him to come in. I definitely don't pull the plug on him. Rather pull the plug on Steven Drew. You know what I mean? That's that's a uh, an ICU patient. That that plug needs to be pulled. You know what I mean? That's that, that you've been of dead bed for way too long, my man. Uh, not just this year, last year. Your good seasons were a fluke. Uh, it's time to move on. Uh, that That's really where I, I focus my stuff. So, uh, Didi gets a pass for me right now. Uh, he's, got, he's got big shoes to fill.
0: So Didi, yeah, now, now you make me feel bad because I've been on the boat that Didi should be on the bench. Drew, go back to shore where he's comfortable and then let Perella play a second. No, uh,
1: like I said, I think he, I think, Cody gets a pass. I think Drew Drew's done. Your time is over. <laughs> uh, you know, bringing Perella he, and everybody's talking about Ref Snyder and the, the reasons they weren't bringing up, up Ref Snyder of, of his defense. He's not getting anything better once what you got out there. You know, he can't hit any worse than what, what you're bringing out there. Uh, and then, of course, every time I say that, you know, we were talking about something like this. Stephen Drew comes up with one of those home runs, and he, and he pulls out pulled that in his back pocket. What the hell is that? Oh, that's—I feel like that's you know, been
0: a big part of the Joe Girardi era—is when someone's just about to play themselves off the off the know. you know out of the lineup or off the team, they save their career, uh, they save the, their shit. Yeah. And, and yeah, luckily, it didn't happen with David Carpenter the other day because if he gets that out, you know, maybe he's not DFA'd and and he stays right. on the team. And um, I feel like Esmeel Rogers. I mean, after what happened against the Angels on Friday night, should be gone. But I feel like that's whatever it. he does next, if he doesn't, you know, he's gonna get a chance because. They'll find some spot to put him in. And I, if one run scores, I have to feel like it's time for him to go.
1: I think, I agree with you. I think, but the problem is they need to replace him with somebody. Yeah. I think once once they make a move for a good right arm, uh, then I think that's, that's really it. Because if you look at some of the other options, I think right now it's going to be let Esmond get beat up. He's your mop up guy, uh, he's your long relief guy. He's the guy who's going to come in and you know take it on the chin if he has to, unfortunately. Uh, so until you can replace him with somebody better, he's the guy. Other than that, the only other question we had, really, was, like, uh, the outfield corner, Beltran, uh, Chris Young, and I think Petri to Ellsbury kind of solved that for the time being. So everybody's given some playing time. Even Garrett Jones, more, more up at bat teeth, and he's putting a good, good one on the ball. So uh, overall, not too bad. A couple of things that need to be changed. But so far, what, are we, like, a third quarter, third away in the season?
0: Yeah, just two? over. Yeah, so uh,
1: not too bad. Sitting pretty in top of the AL East, but Everybody's got to stay healthy. Hopefully we get L's back soon, and uh, we'll see where we go.
0: And uh, in Seattle, they beat up on Felix. We got a chance to see Cano um, once again as a Mariner now in the second season. And yeah. I, I wrote the other day how I still miss him and still want him and still would take him if what? the Yankees want to take on that salary. But yeah. a lot of people – Right now. Right now, definitely. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, everyone's talking about, oh, he's struggling and he's already 32. And I, I feel like, you know, if, he's back, if he was back in the Bronx hitting at the stadium, those numbers uh, wouldn't even be close to where they are now.
1: Of course, I, I would agree with that a hundred percent too. I mean, uh, and of course, when you know the teams were playing each other, there was a lot of stuff written about uh, his happiness in Seattle, uh, whether or not he really enjoys it there, whether he regrets his contract, and all that stuff plays into it. You know, we've, we've said it a million times. Baseball's a physical game, but a lot of it's mental. A lot of it's how you feel and your confidence level. And if you don't really feel like you're at home when you're home, uh, it, that that plays on you. And their their longest. It was a, their, their shortest road trip is still like a five-hour ride. I mean, there's nothing really near Seattle. There's certainly no people of his ethnicity or like, a, like a, yeah, he used to hang out in Washington Heights. There's tons of places you can go and hang out. You know? Yeah. Where, where are you hanging out in Seattle? You know what I mean? All that stuff plays on you. You miss home. You miss things. You miss being out. You miss stuff. and. Yeah, I say I agree with you 110. He if he was in New York um, playing second base for the Yanks, uh, not only would he have a substantial lead in the AL East, uh, but I think his numbers would be miles away from where they are right now.
0: Yeah, and I've only I, I went into Seattle in, in January, uh, and I was there for about you know not even two full days—a Saturday morning to a Sunday night—for. Uh, for a football game, and uh, it's just one of those places where it feels like you know you almost have to be from there, or like if you're in a Felix situation where that's the only thing you've ever known. Because to right. go from the New York City lifestyle to there, I even for the 240 million dollars, I don't, I it just seems wild because it's not like he would have been poor had he stayed here and taken less money. Uh, right. it just is is a, such a big change of, of not your just your baseball life, but your entire life.
1: Right, I mean, it, it's a completely you know, West Coast living is completely different. The weather is completely different. Um, I spent some time out there, only once in 2005. Uh, I had, I, was, I loved it there. I thought it was a beautiful city. I thought the ballpark was absolutely fantastic. But the the city just wasn't New York City. <laughs> you know, yep. so, like I, I were used to a faster pace. We're used to things being open and and ready to go 24 hours a day and. It's just not like that there. Um, and, and, yeah, that, that definitely plays on your psyche. I could certainly see that affecting, you know, his business outlook on life, or anybody's outlook on life. Um, in the same way that anybody goes to somewhere new and, you know, may regret where they, what contract they signed or where they end up, I mean, you see it all the time. It just happens to be uh, so one of the guys who turned out to be one of our favorite players. You know? Yeah.
0: All right, Vin. Well, this uh, mini five-game homestand wraps up with the Nationals. Then there's a third day off in a week, uh, so hopefully Gerard doesn't have to rest everyone for the next few days. And then uh, five-game little mini road trip, and then they're back in the Bronx for uh, the Marlins, Tigers, and Phillies. So we'll talk again soon uh, as they hit that second and last homestand of June, which is very odd to think just next week. But uh, we'll talk again, hopefully, when we do. The, The winning ways continue, and we're still in first in the East. And the one thing I want to be talking about then,
1: you know you know what I want? A-Rod 3K. <laughs> well, there
0: that's what I want now. by then.
1: That, and that's what we're looking for. I want to see how that gets handled in the next week or so. So uh should be some interesting stuff.
0: All right, and then don't forget to uh, stop by and see Vinny before the Yankees games at Bald Vinny's House of Tees outside Billy's Sports Bar. And uh, check him out at BaldVinny.com and on Twitter at BaldVinny. Vin, thanks again for coming on. All right, Neil. Thanks
1: again for having me.